You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Motes, and I am here with the queen shirt-wearing, awesome sauce, Amanda McEwen. Awesome sauce. How do you like that? I like it. It's pretty good. Are you guys done making fun of me now? Never. <laughs> it's our awkward opens and our awkward closes. I, I know I don't help you with the opens because I never do it. I make you do it every time. I do it every time. I don't even, I don't complain either. Yeah, you don't. I just like to see how I'm going to be introduced. I know. As we established last episode, I'm more of a diva now. I'm a humble diva. So I, I, I need to be introduced. It's yeah. why I'm wearing the queen, queen shirt. shirt. Really. <laughs> it's not because it's not from the, the band. I, it's concert shirt that I bought recently or got recently, I should say, but. Well, um, I enjoy introducing you. Thank you. And, uh, I like being introduced. It's my pleasure. It's a great (laughs) honor. And, uh, we have quite the topic today. Me too. And it's our first listener requested topic or viewer requested, I should say. So Tiffany in Milan sent us a note on our Facebook community page. And, uh, we always welcome suggestions. If there's something you want to hear us talk about, please send us a message, uh, on any of our social media pages, or you can email us at womanpreneurpodcast at gmail.com. Don't Um, call us because... (laughs) As we talked about on our last episode, no one's going to answer a call. There's not even a number for you to There's call. There's not even so. a number for you to call. Yes. So, But you can find us at uh, on Twitter or Instagram at WomanpreneurPod or on Facebook as a Womanpreneur Podcast. Send us a message. Let us know what you want to hear about. Um, but this request was from Tiffany in Milan, and she wanted to know how uh, what we thought about moving on from a bad situation. Uh, or bouncing back, as it bouncing were. Bouncing back. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really great topic. And man, stuff happens sometimes. <laughs> and it's like, whew, feels really heavy in that moment. Yeah. 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 And that it applies to pretty much every aspect of life. These yeah. can be heavy situations in business, in your personal life, in your relationships, pretty much everything. There's there we we love to focus on all the good things, but the bad things still happen and how you handle them has a lot to do with how the rest of your life goes. I don't want to have that to sound dramatic. No, but, but it is it is that that true. And I was just reading last week uh, one of my little blog articles that I like to read on Medium. <laughs> um, and they were talking about how really embracing your belief system because everything that you um, have achieved in your life, everything that's brought you to this exact moment in your life is all based on your beliefs and, you know, your belief in yourself. And um, that's a really powerful thought. Mm -hmm. If you just take a second to digest that, I was like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Your beliefs are powerful. They'll either make you or break you. <laughs> they are. And my my two strongest beliefs, I think, and the things that I always try to remind myself of in bad situations. And we, in our last episode, talked about how it's really hard to take your own advice sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I do, in my, in my brain somewhere, I always have the two things that I remind myself about in any, and especially in the bad situations, I should say. Number one is my belief that everything happens when it's supposed to, and it might not make sense in the time, in the moment that it's happening, it might seem awful, but I have to remember that there's a reason for it, even if that reason isn't clear right now. And even if it's something I really wanted, 
the re the, there's a reason why it didn't work out. And that reason usually means that something even better is ahead. Mm -hmm. That's a really hard thing to keep in mind when you're in the midst of a bad situation. Yeah. But I always try to come back around to that and remember, okay, things didn't work out the way I wanted them to right now. And that's not fun. And it's okay that that's not fun, but there's a reason for it and something better is going to happen. And I, I do believe that. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's easy to falter and to move away from that, but that's pretty much number one. And the number two thing that I always focus on is what was the lesson? And so in yeah. every, every good or bad, every situation in life, I think comes with a lesson, but it's especially important for me to take something good out of every bad situation. Sure. And also very difficult to do, but I think with enough self-reflection and, and kind of going inside, which we, we know that is easier for me as an introvert, I tend to live more inside, but being able to really be honest with yourself and think about it maybe not so emotionally, but more from a pragmatic situation, which is also very difficult when you're in the midst of something bad. But it's, what what is it that I can learn from this? Is there some way I can improve myself? Is there something about just acceptance that I have to mm -hmm. understand? There's always something. And, and if, it's, if there's a person involved in the, the bad situation, there was something good in it in the first place. Like it couldn't have yeah. been all bad. So pull out what was good about it and let the bad just kind of fall away. And again, at the time, not always easy to do, but you, and, and you have to let yourself go through the bad feelings too yeah. and let those it's a out. Process. And I think letting yourself go through that process is a really important part of mm -hmm. the healing. Right. And you have to heal before you're able to bounce back yep. or you have to accept and uh, like you said, it's it's not always an easy thing. A um, couple of thoughts that popped into my head when you were talking was, you know, it's not easy to like look at your own situation when you're in it and, you know, give yourself advice. But I think one way to help yourself is to step outside of yourself and think about if someone you really loved dearly was going through the same situation what would be the advice mm -hmm. that you would give them? You know, how would you comfort that person or what would be the, um, the loving wisdom that you would share with them? And, um, and then just kind of try to internalize that for yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's funny how sometimes the conversations that we have inside our own heads can be, we can be really hard on ourselves or really mean to ourselves or uh, we can beat ourselves up, um, you know, if something bad happens to, um, and, you know, you wouldn't do that to somebody else you loved. So I don't know why we do that to ourselves sometimes. <laughs> It, I don't know either. It can make ourselves a little crazy. <laughs> right. But, and and that, that comes up a lot though. Is yeah. We're always the, the most harsh on ourselves yeah. and we would never treat somebody else that way. So yeah. why, why do we do it to ourselves? No. It's, I don't know. It's a weird thing, but I, I love that idea of kind of taking a step outside of yourself because it, I think for the most part, if, if you had a, a friend or somebody you cared about that came to you that was going through the situation you're going through, you would probably treat them a little bit differently than you're treating yourself at the time. Yeah. 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 It's, it's tough. It can be tough. And, you know, I, there's so many scenarios. I mean, there's so many ways we can go with, um, you know, examples or sharing personal, you know, stories and stuff. And a couple of different, very different examples popped into my head for bouncing back from a couple of hard things. 
One was um, two different times in my life I've been diagnosed with cancer, two different cancers, two different um, times, about a decade apart. And the first time I was diagnosed, uh, I, I, it was like I knew it was coming because the, the doctor called and said, hey, you know how you're coming in for an appointment today? Bring your husband. Oh. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, oh. so I knew that probably some weird news was coming. Mm. Um, but so I tried to kind of mentally prepare for that. Um, but I remember when I went in there and then they basically just, you know, you hear the word, you hear the, the C word. Mm. And um, I just remembered sitting in that moment, I was in my mid twenties and I just remembered thinking to myself, how scary the word cancer sounded. And it was like the doctor was talking and it just sort of became wah, 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 <laughs> Charlie wah, Brown's wah. parents. <laughs> yeah. And I was with my husband and he was there, thankfully, because he was able to like listen to the doctor talking. And I was just sitting there thinking, really? Did that just, did he just say that? Do I, what? You know, mm -hmm. I was like, and then I just kept seeing the word in my head, the word cancer over and over and over again. And I froze and I remembered, I was like, um, I was emotional, but I was I was more just kind of like paralyzed in the moment and then didn't really hit me until we left. And of course I felt, you know, really like uh slightly terrified, slashed, <laughs> slash um just like, well, now what? You know, mm -hmm. what happens next? Um, but I did give myself a pretty solid pep talk and I let myself cry, let myself be scared, but I thought I have two choices here. I can handle the situation with fear or I can handle the situation with grace and optimism. Mm -hmm. And I decided that fear wasn't going to help. <laughs> right. <laughs> fear was not a helpful uh, place to go, even though it was there. Um, so I just tried my best to just proceed with grace and optimism. And every time fear would kind of creep in, I would just stop myself and say, we're not going down that road, Melissa. Mm -hmm. We're not going there. We are going to just keep our eye on the prize and we're going to focus on what you want. We're going to focus on the outcome you want. Yep. We're not going to focus on what you don't want um, because it's really mm -hmm. easy to keep playing a broken record over and over again in your mind about something that you feel bad about. In some ways, it's like our brain just like lets us go there yep. like again yeah. and again and again. Um, so it's kind of like, it's like learning how to flex a new muscle, you know, or, mm -hmm. or um, yeah. take yourself somewhere else. So for me, it was just um, taking that second to like pull myself out of the situation and go, all right, we can proceed one of two ways and which way is going to help me get through it. And um, I'm not going to say it was easy and I'm not going to say fear <laughs> didn't creep in, but I'm going to say I kept telling fear to you know, shut it as much as uh -huh. I could. Um, <laughs> and thankfully, you know, everything worked out, but, um, I don't know if that maybe helps. That's something yeah. that helped me. Cause a lot it's, that fear, fear is what comes in a lot. And what I see a lot of people struggle with is worry mm -hmm. and it's worry about things that you cannot control. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and it's not, I mean, you, when you've been diagnosed with cancer, obviously you're going to worry. Yeah. I'm not at all trying to minimize oh, that sure. situation. I, I just want to be very oh, clear about that. that. But there are times when people fret so much about the little things and that worry becomes consuming 
And then that thing that they're so worried is going to happen, it never happens. And they just wasted all that time and energy when it's like, you know what, if that bad thing happens, I'm going to deal with it at that time, but I'm not going to waste my current moment focused on worry about something that may or may not happen because we don't know. Then that's probably one of the hardest things about life is that we don't know what's going to happen. And there are so many things that are out of our control. And we, as, as we know, I like control. I do like it, but I, I also have to remind myself a lot of times that all I can do is try to live my best life to, so to speak, and do the best and treat people well and work hard and have fun and enjoy the, the people and the moments that I have. And when the bad things happen, remind myself that I have the strength to get through it. And like I always say, like anybody right now who is listening or watching has successfully made it through every single thing you've gone through. Mm-hmm. Or and, else we wouldn't be here. Yeah. So it's we have this huge capacity to endure, and it's not easy, but it's that mindset and it's that choice because everything is a choice. And we can't help a lot of time. There's a lot of subconscious activity that goes on in our brains that we have no control it gets over. It's loud in there. It really does. And sometimes things creep in in your dreams and you know that you have nothing to do with that. Those aren't your active thoughts. Those are coming in when you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. But it's not when that fear creeps in, you just kind of have to smack it away and say, no, (laughs) no fear. You go away. And then when it comes back, you smack it away again. And it it doesn't always stop it from creeping into your mind, but it's trying your best to flip it around and say, no, I'm not going to let fear ruin this. I'm going to do what I can because you, you can't be complacent and just sit back and do nothing. You have to take action, but you can only control so much. Absolutely. And one thing you said too about, you know, being in the moment, um, you know, anxiety is really just living in the, in the future. It's like Mm -hmm. you're creating things that haven't even happened yet and, you know, creating a lot of different scenarios and stuff. And then the past is, you know, where, you know, being depressed and Mm -hmm. and sad and holding on to old stuff lives. So it's kind of like, there's so much truth to be said. If you can really find it to, in yourself to embrace the present moment, um, you know, that's where, that's where happiness can, (laughs) can reign. (laughs) That's a big part of, for me, of of focusing on the lesson and the positive outcome because the past already happened. Yeah. Can't change it. It's already done. There's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing we can do. No it's already happened. It's and just, it's there. What what's going to happen? Nobody knows. Yeah. So the only thing that we really have control over is right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's that choice of how are we going to live right now? Absolutely. And are we gonna live happy and goofy and silly and, and all the positive things and and laugh as much as we can, or are we gonna sit and dwell on everything that's terrible? That just sounds exhausting and sad to me. It does. And you know what? I will say too that if you are in a situation where, you know, you, you're you in a really tough spot, maybe you're going through something for the first time you've never gone through before and you're doing all you can to kind of pull yourself out of it and, you know, maybe you've turned to some of the closest people in your life you trust and, you know, can guide you and you're just really having a hard time. One thing too I'll say is, don't be afraid to, you know, seek out getting help, getting a, getting a counselor, getting someone mm-hmm. who is outside of your 
um, personal life, you know, a non-biased opinion, um, someone who really can give you tools and give you the steps that you need to take to like help you pull yourself out of it. If it's something that you really just feel like I'm stuck, Mm -hmm. I can't do it. I can't do it alone. Or I need more than my bestie this time, you know, or, um, because it happens. It happens. Sometimes things can happen in life that are so big and so heavy and so scary. You can't go it alone and it's okay. And it's okay. And there's nothing wrong with saying like, I really need, I need to like really get some bigger, deeper support here. Well, because you think about something major, like I'm sure when you went through cancer, people don't know how to behave. Right. They, they want to say and do all the right things, but nobody knows what you actually need. Mm-hmm. And they're so concerned, like they're scared too. They don't yeah. want to lose you or they don't want something bad and they're worried for you. There's a lot of stuff that happens. And I've heard this from a lot of people that it's like the people who are going through the illness, they have to then support their family and friends almost yeah. as much as if not more than what yeah. they need themselves because it, it's hard for everybody. And so I think in th- those situations, maybe not that extreme, but, but a lot of times you do need that outside person that maybe doesn't have the emotional attachment to you and can help you from that objective point of view. You know, while we're on this topic, I just want to throw one thing out there. If you do know someone who has cancer, um, they were recently diagnosed, um, the best thing you actually can do for them is ask them what they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is because everybody handles it differently. And I found myself, um, I am so fortunate, it gets me choked up, snuck up on me, um, how many people I have in my life. Like mm-hmm. I have, holy moly, yeah. I mean, I can't even count. And I, I was really open about my journey both times because I needed the extra support and the love and the encouragement. That really helped me get through it. But um, a lot of times I found I found myself feeling a little on the depleted side because I had to like assure people (laughs) that I was going to be okay, which is, you know, it was also good for me to kind of keep telling myself that I was going to get through it and be okay. But um, some of the most comforting moments I had throughout that whole experience was when somebody said to me, what what do you need? Do you want tacos? Like, you know, I think tacos honestly make pretty much any situation and I just better. Want to shout out to um, a couple people. Chad Letts mm-hmm. brought me tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he knows. Also, Dustin and Carissa brought me tacos, <laughs> and that was really what I needed. And <laughs> you needed tacos. <laughs> See, sometimes it's something that simple. It was like they were really good too. Um, But I want to just say that uh, there's a lot of power in Mm -hmm. not assuming what somebody else needs and saying, what what is it that I can do, say, be, what can I do to help Mm -hmm. support you through this? Um, Because that that helps. And and you know what? That other person might say, I don't know. Right. And, uh, but you know what? They'll think about it and you can get back with them and say, you think about what, what's mm-hmm. one thing that you can, you know, you know, have, have happen that can help yeah. and get back to me, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's awesome. Like you said, everybody 
handles things a little bit differently. Yeah. So that's a, a big part of it too, is you have to be, like we always talk about, you have to be true to yourself. And when you're going through whatever the situation is, you have to figure out what you need. And sometimes somebody, you just need to be alone. You need to be, and sometimes that's not, it's not a depression and it's not a, you're shutting everybody out. Sometimes you need the quiet to kind of assess yourself and do that self-reflection and say, what do I need right now? And sometimes people need distractions. And so sometimes that's, okay, uh, you know, I need to go be around people and go do something fun and, and some kind of activity. Sometimes you really don't know. Sometimes you think you want to be alone, but then we all have that one friend that like forces themselves on you when they yeah. think you're going through something. You think something. you need to be alone? Okay, yeah. you Just can kidding. be alone with me. Right. <laughs> right, but then they come over or they do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. And then you realize like, okay, I, I feel better. Like, thank you for knowing what I needed before I did. Yeah. But so it, it's kind of, and every situation is different. So even if the last bad thing you went through, you got through because you were around a bunch of people and there was distractions and it just helped you kind of get through it. The next bad thing, you might need some time on your own to, to really assess yeah. what it is, like what happened, what you need to course correct, what you want going forward. It's, it's all different and, and there's nothing wrong. And maybe you try to go out and you realize my head's not in it. And then so you, you leave yeah. or, yeah. Another thought too is I love what you're saying about just like having some quiet time to kind of reflect mm -hmm. on stuff. And another thing too that might help you and um, is just writing down your feelings, you know, uh, proing and conning, you know, pro and con list. Hey, why did I know it was going to involve a list? Hey, I knew you it know once. What? You know what? Maybe write down your sad list, <laughs> everything that makes you feel. No, because I'll tell you why. You just got to get it out. Mm -hmm. And then you make your happy list. And you, then it's like you got a nice balance. It's like, all right, now I'm going to write everything down that makes me happy, makes me smile. You know what? I'm telling you what, there's a lot of good things mm -hmm. that happen when you write. Um, or just journal. Journaling can be really awesome. Bust out your bujo. Hey. <laughs> I um, think she's just testing to see which faces I make today. I know. She knows. We like that, to freeze frame on Amanda's facial expressions yeah. when I say certain things. And it's usually when she's talking about a list. Yeah. Well, whatever. But it's fine. As we say every time, whatever works for you. We all and have. And, and you know what? If you've never, ever written your feelings down mm -hmm. or journaled, I'm going to tell you right now, you might be judging it. You might be like, right. I don't do that. You know what? Well, you haven't done that yet. So try it. And you might be surprised. Yeah. Because I, I think that's one thing. Sometimes we can let, I don't know the right word, if it's a, a sense of pride or something that can get in the way. And yeah, I'm, I'm stubborn as anybody. And I'm always like, I can get through that. That's not going to affect me. And I'm, I'm you know, stronger than that or whatever it is. But there, there is something to be said, I think, I think for everybody. It is yeah. not usually healthy to keep everything just in your head because it needs some kind of release. It whether has it's, to go somewhere. Right. And so for some people, they need to verbalize it. For some people, they're not comfortable sharing that with other people. So the writing, I think, is really important for that. Mm. But there, there should be some way to get it. Like Because when everything's in your head, it's really hard to find clarity. And by the way, this isn't my thing, but I would say too, if you just need to like grab a pillow 
and mm. scream your freaking head off. Scream <laughs> and let it go. If you need to cry, if you need to laugh like a mm -hmm. complete, just like you're completely delirious. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Do it, man. Do yeah. it. Because man. Well, I think or, that there's a range yeah. of emotions that happens. And like in a lot of situations, it's almost the same steps as grief. Yeah. Where maybe you didn't lose a person to death. Maybe you lost a person in a relationship. Maybe you lost a client in your business. Mm -hmm. There are so many different types of, of loss. And I think that those that process where one day you might just be in denial about it. One day you might be angry. There, there's a lot of different Let things there. Let yourself go through all of those different things mm -hmm. because before you can really start to heal, you've got to let yourself experience all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think that everybody processes things differently and being able to kind of look back at other times in your life when you've had a really hard thing happen and remember back to how you handled it then and got through, mm -hmm. you know, that's another thing that might help is yeah. like, okay, maybe this exact situation didn't happen to me before in my life, but something happened where I had to, I, I was hurting, you mm -hmm. know, you get sucker punched in the gut, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, emotionally or, you know, if something happens, how did you handle it then? Mm -hmm. What, what steps did you take to get through that thing. And maybe there are some things you can pull from there to kind of help bring forward to, to this situation, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and sometimes and going, even going back to talking to somebody about it, maybe, and this is more maybe in your circle or just other people, sometimes that there might be somebody that you talk to that's been through the exact same thing or something very similar. And even if they don't have some solution, there's just sometimes that ability to just talk about it again, like without really getting anything back necessarily other than to say, you know what, I'm not alone in this. This is just life. This is what happens to people. There's not always, and, and for somebody who relies on logic so much, I have to accept as much as anybody that there are some things in life that just have no logic. It just happened and you can't do anything about it other than accept it and say, okay, this happened. I'm still in control of my life. I'm still going to be happy. I mean, I may, may never understand why it happened, but it did. And yeah, you know what? Move on. Keep on trucking. <laughs> One thing that'll that keep on trucking. It's true. I'm sorry. I was just, <laughs> just was not what I would expect to hear you say. <laughs> or in my case, keep on bugging. bugging. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the truth is, uh, there, there, there's no sure thing. Nothing's for sure mm -hmm. every day. I mean, the one thing that's for sure every day is that something is going to happen with that's not within your control mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to roll with the punches and just press on and keep finding the the good in things and the beauty in things and and just in in your life and just be thankful for every moment that mm -hmm. teaches you something and um and just don't forget to to feel good yeah, you know well, well that's the thing is if you remember that there's no guarantees it's just e easier to be more mindful of let's appreciate this good stuff while it's there. Let's appreciate this person while he or she is in my life because he or she might not always be there. Let's appreciate this job. Let's appreciate this environment, the sunset, like whatever it is. Enjoy it while it's there because if it's not there one day, it's going to be sad, but it won't take away from what 
it was at that time. And since we don't know, how many times do you hear about like all the regrets that people have because they never told that person that thing or they didn't spend enough time with the people they cared about and then it was too late. That's a big part of being in the moment is is you you don't know. Nothing nothing is certain and you don't want to take for granted that there's going to be more time or more moments because you just don't know. Absolutely. Yep. Tell those people you love, you love them. And um, just do your best. And just, uh, yeah, it's, I'm just thinking about everything right. you said. No, yeah. I love, I, I'm, well, I'm. And you think about it and it's sometimes it's just more daily life stuff. Like yeah. in, in business, you're going to lose a client. It's going to happen. happen. And sometimes it might be your biggest client and it might be because you or somebody on your team messed up something. It might have nothing to do with you. It might mean that they decided to hire somebody in-house to do the job that you do and they just don't have a need for you. They're going to save money by hiring somebody else. There's a, a variety of reasons why you might lose a client, but that can be really difficult. And especially if you're a solo entrepreneur and you are basically only you rely on those clients for your entire income and you don't have a whole team and you don't have the the ability so much to just say oh not a big deal that I just lost my biggest client and even sometimes when you're a giant company losing your biggest client can can be a huge thing yeah so it's easy to go into fear mode and I, I mean, I think it's happened to all of us. I know, I know it has. I don't know no, why I said I, think, but yeah. one of my first clients when I left my my job job, I, you know, I had this really solid uh, relationship with a retainer client, so that I knew, you know, I kind of had a, a monthly amount that was covered, and then it just got to a point where there just wasn't enough extra work. There was enough that it, he just didn't have a need for me. And it, it was not a personal thing. But when that went away, I remember getting that call. Unfortunately, I was in another job with a new client that has since become a very big client. Again, timing and believing that things are going to work out. But I remember getting that call and being like, huh. And I don't process things right away, which is the tricky thing with me is I don't feel like I, I don't, I don't feel a lot. Like I'm not necessarily in touch with my emotions. And so sometimes I get caught off guard because there's a disconnect and it takes time because everything starts in my brain. I think things through and then feelings kind of come later or sometimes not at all. Or sometimes it comes out in a completely different way. That's not related at all, but it's at the time I just kind of, luckily I was on that job, so I was distracted, but it was, it was kind of scary. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause this is maybe, it was maybe a year or so in. So I've been pretty comfortable and that was a big chunk. That was just kind of my safety net Mm -hmm. and just out of nowhere. And I mean, he was very courteous about it. He's like, let's, let's at least keep it for another few weeks to give you time and all of that. But it was like, uh, okay. I still believed that everything was going to work out because I have no other choice but to make sure it works out. But it was still a little bit scary. And I just had to think, okay, this is what's happening. Nothing I can do to change it. So I just need to figure out how best to move forward. And fear is not going to stop me in my tracks. If anything, it's going to motivate me to go out and find a better client. Not better because I I absolutely adore that client, but just better in terms of consistency maybe or income or whatever. And you know, no relationship that you're in or, you know, uh, job you're doing or client relationship you have defines who you are. Nope. 
It's just something that you're a part of and everything in life has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm -hmm. Everything has uh, chapters and se or seasons, however you want to look at it. So just know that, you know, right now that for like for me, in the way I look at like my gigs, I call my, my voiceover my gigs. gigs. My gig is my gig while it is my gig. And uh, <laughs> right. I'm not going to marry it because I know that at some point <laughs> I, uh, well, first of all, well, I'm Troy, already taking it. I was going to say, Troy might take issue with that. Hey, yeah, it's one so of those things like jokingly I'm saying, you know, mm -hmm. don't get too attached because yeah. it, it's, it's just enjoy it while, you know, it, it's yours in that moment. And even relationships, you know, it's like, um, you know, friendships, there, there are seasons of, of certain friendships in your life. And sometimes people move away or, you know, things, things happen and in life just, you move on. But it's one of those things where you just enjoy what you, what that friendship brought to you, you mm -hmm. know, yep. or that particular working relationship that you just described. It's like, you learned a lot from that. Mm -hmm. You learned a lot from that that particular client needing to, you know, uh, well, not not be able to work with you yeah, or whatever but, their reasons were. And I never, I didn't, A, I knew it wasn't personal. And I, right. again, I, I completely adore the owners of that company and they're doing well and we still keep in touch. It wasn't a personal decision. And that, that's, I think, a big part of it is a lot of times you can't take other people's decisions personally. Even if they affect you, it's not always because of something you did. And a lot of times we take things a little too harshly. We internalize and like, well, what did I do? And maybe you didn't do anything. It's not about you. It's just about the other part of that situation and that you, you can't internalize it and, and beat yourself up over just it. Just remember there's the thing that is happening mm -hmm. and then there is you. Right. And, so, and that's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. So just remembering there's a thing that's happening <laughs> And then, and then there's, there's you. you. And for me, I never at all felt any animosity towards him for ending that at all. I was grateful because he was my first client out of leaving my job. He gave me a safety net. It was supposed to be a three-month thing, and he kept me on for a while. I mean, more than a year, I think. It was it was a long time. And mm -hmm. so it, it was. It went really well. I never looked back on anything other than I'm really grateful he was there. He supported me in leaving my job. Like he was very instrumental in the whole thing. So very, very grateful for all of that. And then it, it, that's always been my way. That's what I needed to focus on. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, this chapter is ending. What's next? Yeah. And when one door closes, another one opens. And there's usually something even more amazing on the other side of it. And I had one of my biggest voiceover clients that, you know, I had ever had at that point in my career, got a hold of me and said, Hey, we're so sorry. Um, they've decided to go a different direction after you being the voice of this thing for like 10 years. Mm. Uh, they want to use a male voice now. And, um, I was just like, Oh my gosh, uh, it was the first time, you know, that that had ever happened to me. And it really felt like somebody just punched mm -hmm. me in the stomach. And yeah. I remember the physical feeling yeah. of it. And I was just like, oh my gosh. It was like, it was like winded. Mm -hmm. I felt winded. But um, I just was like, well, I'm just going to trust and believe yeah. that something better is coming my way. And you know what? There's never, ever been a time in my career in 20 years that 
of like, quote unquote, lost a client relationship and another one hasn't come, you know, mm-hmm. hasn't come along to replace it yeah. and actually been an even better, mm-hmm. m- you know, more exciting opportunity. Um, and so you just have to just, just kind of think of it as like a, you know, like a revolving door almost. It's just yeah. like, you're going to keep walking and, and the doors are going to just keep opening and it's going to be a beautiful thing. Um, you know, I did want to just share one other tip that just popped in my head. Are you looking to me for permission? No. Okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> but the way you're looking at me, like was, I'm looking I... at you Oh, because I think you might like it. Okay. Let's hear about it. Um, there's this guy you may know oh. named Bob Marley. <laughs> well, I don't know him personally. I didn't know I him wish personally. I had a ukulele right now. I just feel like busting out with a ukulele and singing you guys my song. Can you play the ukulele? Get, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but if one was here, you would magically I, know how. Yes. I, I would just like to hold a ukulele <laughs> and look like I knew how okay. to play. Okay. <laughs> for for, for like those of you uh, watching, theme, she is my, air ukuleleing. My theme song. My theme song for whenever I'm really things get really tough, I like to sing every little thing. Mm-hmm gonna be all right and you know what it really is gonna yeah. be all right it really it's, is it, it's it's actually the reason and it, it's funny and you're right that I do like it because that is one of those mantras that I will hear if, if I'm in the midst of something that I consider a bad situation when I go to sleep at night that's what I will repeat like don't worry you know it's don't worry be about happy. Thing. no no that not not that one so ooh, much ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. That's one of my faves. Okay, but it but it works. But it sometimes, does. hopefully, everybody. Sometimes it can. And for me, because I am a big music person, so there are often times there is a song lyric of some sort that even if that wasn't why the lyric was written, it still works. I, I use music um, for therapy a lot, I would say. But that, that's it's just a big that's part a of really my good, life. But that's such an awesome thing to throw out there because um, maybe you have a personal theme song that can help you get through something that you haven't even really thought about yet. Like, like if you were to say, when, I get, when, the, when, when life gets tough, I need to have a theme song ready. Like mm-hmm. I need to have a get me through it song. Right. Uh, or shoot, while we're at it, make a playlist. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that music is so powerful and it's so healing. I was just talking to somebody the other day and I think there was something on a TV show, but the person that was sad was listening to sad music. Like maybe like she went through a breakup and was listening to sad love songs. And that seemed very counterintuitive to me. Like to me, if I'm in a, a sad mood, I want to listen to better music, something mm-hmm. that's going to turn my mood positive. Cause again, I like to be happy, but I think sometimes people need to wallow. Like mm-hmm. you might go through that period where you're sad and you want to be sad. Like you, you want to cry it out. You, you want to. And so, but music is very powerful. I mean, even if you're not going in, well, not for everybody, but it's, and sorry, cause I'm looking over at Brent and he's just not a music guy the way that I'm a music girl. So, but for for a lot of people, if you are a music person, you, you're very heavily influenced by what you're listening to. And that's why the, the people who do sound for movies and commercials and TV, like they, 
can really make a huge impact on what they're doing. So a little shout out to all our audio people out there because we, we know how important you are. Heck yeah. Yeah. But that sometimes, because sometimes it's just turning on a loud song as turning on a song as loudly as possible. Like there's, there's a lot of different moods that you can go through and maybe a song might help because maybe if you, if you're like me and you don't process emotion well as a person, (laughs) then there's, there's a song out there that can kind of help, help you figure it out a little bit. (laughs) Maybe you need to throw eggs at something. Throw eggs at something. Is that what you do? I would love to see you throw eggs at something. (laughs) I don't know why. I mean, I'm not recommending that anybody go throw eggs at something, but well, yeah. I'm just saying. Because I don't, I don't get that level of angry. Fortunately, I'm very yeah. grateful for that. But anger, like you were saying about like the screaming into a pillow, that, that's it's not, not really, really my jam either. No. But yeah, one time, um, I'm just going to tell you guys a really quick story. Okay. One time when I was in seventh grade, there was this really, really mean girl at school. Her name was Lana. <laughs> and she was like super, super mean. And my friend Jeanette spent the night at my house and she's like, hey, what do you think we, what do you say we go over to Lana's and just like throw a bunch of eggs at her house? And I was like, (laughs) I was like, you know what? I would like to throw eggs at Lana's house. I feel really sorry for it now because I'm Mm. sorry that Lana's parents probably had to clean up the mess and. Well, maybe they should have raised their girl not to be a bully. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, it was the first time I ever snuck out of my house. Yeah. My, my bedroom at the time was down in the basement and I crawled out the escape window. I even like crawled through spider webs. What? Yeah. And Jeanette and I, we snuck up. I, yeah, like it was so not obvious that all the eggs that my parents had were like gone <laughs> in the refrigerator. But we went up and we egged Lana's house. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I felt better. <laughs> I did. I felt like way better about it. Right. And, um, but, but you know. It, you know what though, when you're a 13 year old, when you're a teenager yeah. or however old you are in seventh grade, yeah, sometimes that's how you have to process. That's it worked for me. We hope that as, as you grow up and you get a little bit older, yep. but, but maybe the same concept is maybe you're not egging somebody else's house because you have, maybe you own your own property and, and you know, that, that causes yeah. issues. I know. But shout maybe. Out, shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Thomas. I just <laughs> hope you guys know that. I, I do feel bad about that. And hopefully you guys didn't need a new paint job. But you know what? But we, we live in the middle of a desert here. So there are a lot of places where you could go and throw eggs. And they would just probably fry. So it wouldn't, even, <laughs> right. it wouldn't even be be that bad of a cleanup, really. You could just right. get some bread and make some sandwiches. <laughs> hey, whatever <laughs> helps you move on from the bad situation. Ooh. And you know, while we're on this like, without this harming fun, others, sorry, I'm knocking microphones over. While we're on our comic relief section, <laughs> um, I was just we we were talking right before we started rolling today about quicksand. Oh right, <laughs> and you know, sometimes when you're in a bad situation, you feel mm-hmm. like you are in quicksand. And we were all talking about our like like cartoon brains, like when we were kids, <laughs> thinking about what a huge fear we had of quicksand. quicksand. And yeah. I, I, was, I was telling these guys, uh, I was telling Brent and Amanda that I felt like <laughs> I had like an escape route plan in my mind, should I ever encounter quicksand. And I was just, I always had all these visuals in my mind of like having a rope available to me, like in my 
pocket. <laughs> Do you like, have a rope in your pocket now? I really no. hope you have a rope in your pocket right now. And I would right like now. make a lasso and I would like, you know, be an amazing, <laughs> amazing lasso. Did you practice? Thrower. No. Oh. But in my mind, I also knew how to play the ukulele. Right. Um, and I would throw this rope like over anything around. I would picture like a like a beautiful cartoony like apple tree available nearby. Of and course. I could, like throw the rope and it would like perfectly like you know catch and pull me out. But it's like quicksand. But- you know, I do. It's a weird fear that we all had. (laughs) And number one, I love how you just threw in, but I also thought I could play the ukulele and went right back to your story. Like it didn't even like that. That was just a perfect transition. Just like, Oh, random comment about a ukulele here. But when you're talking about that, maybe, maybe that's what you need is maybe when things are good, figure out your, your quicksand plan. Or when you get through a situation, think, okay, what did I do to get out of that situation? Let's write this down. Let's make our quicksand plan. You could put it in your bullet journal. You could put it in your bujo. And I just feel like I I can't say bujo. You just did. But you know how like there's some people that can't use, like they shouldn't use the the cool catchphrases and things? you did. Okay. Well, anyhow. But maybe have a quicksand plan to get out of of a bad situation. Not to get out of it because, again, they're going to happen. But maybe you have some kind of list or maybe, okay, I need to talk to these people or I need to write it down or make yourself a list. Come on, Melissa. I'm, I'm, I'm working for you here. Hey, I'm, I'm just taking it all in. I just can't <laughs> believe you said that. But I'm I know. really proud. I'm really but proud. I'm all about the quicksand plan now because I like saying quicksand plan, really. And and it does. like and because I, Things are cartoony in my head, but I believe that there was an uh, – a level in Super Mario Brothers where quicksand was a very big evil and you had to push the button really fast to get out of it. So maybe in life you can't push a button really fast to get out of what's what's trying to drag you down, but maybe you can get really good with a lasso and find the <laughs> apple tree nearby and, and pull yourself out. And while you're at it, play your ukulele. Hey, hey. Sing if, through it. If you can play a ukulele and lasso at the same time, you are much more talented than I ever knew. Well, I can. <laughs> and in, you- my, in my little weird cartoony daydream, it's all possible. So there you go, Tiffany. If you're going through a bad situation, get a ukulele and a lasso and you will be just fine. Yes. You guys call to action for everybody, for the podcast or for life. I think... For me, uh, a call to action to you guys today is just, I want to leave everybody with a quote from me because I love this one. The past is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. This moment is a gift. That's why it's called the present. So uh, just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the gift. And just know that bad things are going to happen if you want to call them bad. Uh, Just life let's just say life is going to happen and just be ready to take it on and learn from it and uh and just just keep on keep on trucking keep on trucking we're back at that and i i would say that no matter what the situation find the lesson and believe in yourself and accept that even when you're going through the bad things you have the strength to get out of it and once you get out of it and you have some 
some space. You'll look back at it and may, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe it was, but you gained something out of it and you're stronger and better off for it now. So just focus on those things with every situation, big or small, and it, it becomes a pattern of mindset. It just helps you get through those situations a little better. It won't be long and you'll be looking in your rear view mirror and it's going to be behind you and it's going to be smaller and you're going to be a bigger person and better person. There you go. Catch you next time. Thanks for tuning into the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time, you've got this. <laughs>